0: Welcome to my Soul Life Podcast. This is my playground and I'm your host, Susan Scollin. I believe that we can live a life we love every day. To do this, we have to go on a journey to uncover who we are on every layer. Join me each Monday for conversations about following our soul's calling and embodying what lights us up so we can become even more amazing people later in the week i'll be back with our soul live conversations where we open up and explore who we truly are to become authentically us be inspired a quick reminder for you that all the information shared in this podcast is my experience and the experience of my guest it's not medical or mental health advice diagnosis or treatment and i'd encourage you to seek professional advice where needed Today, I'm chatting with Sharon Myers, and oh my goodness, this woman is on fire. I note in the podcast that Sharon doesn't look at all like she's about to hit her 60s, and just listening to the transformation she's created in her life since hitting menopause came knocking is so empowering. Sharon is a certified health and life coach and founder and creator of the Midlife Weight Loss Formula. She supports women in their 40s, 50s and 60s going through the change, struggling to lose the weight they've gained as they've gone through this midlife transition. She helps them to reclaim their sexy selves and finally achieve their goal of sustained weight loss without the deprivation of giving up the foods they love and without the frustration of trying things that just don't work anymore. After facing her own struggles with weight loss resistance, she was able to figure out the root cause of everything that was blocking her weight loss efforts. And by addressing this root cause, she was finally able to set herself up for weight loss success. Sharon's passionate about sharing this information with as many women as she can by showing them exactly how she did it so they too can reclaim their sexy selves and get back to living the life of their dreams no matter what age they are. This is what led Sharon to create the methodology she now uses for women in their midlife successfully lose weight and sustain it for the long term enjoy this conversation and Sharon and I would love to know what resonated with you about this so if it feels aligned to you come and share with us what you took away from this episode on my website susanscolan.com or instagram my.soul.life.podcast and you can get all of Sharon's contact details via the show notes for this episode on my website too see you inside welcome Sharon to my podcast it's great to have you here and I'm really excited to have this conversation today
1: Thank you, Susan. I'm really excited to be here as well.
0: (laughs) So I always like to start with what's one thing that's bringing you the most joy at the moment?
1: I would say I am on a new journey at this late stage in my life, and it is starting a business, and I have learned so much that I spent most of my career in corporate America. So everything was kind of laid out for you and, and, you know, you were trained on every, you know, little thing you needed to do. Whereas having a business, I'm piecing all the different parts together. I've had to learn a lot about tech. I've had to learn a lot about, you know, just uh, accounting, you know, areas of things that I've never really had to worry too much about. So I am excited to to be growing at this part of my life. So it's it's really exciting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And there are so many avenue, like aspects to business, aren't there, that you just cannot see. Like, you know, you're in corporate America, all of those things, you know, like you said, are laid out for you in corporate business and they're just available to you. And then you're like, oh, oh, I need to do that. Okay. okay. How does that work for a small, you know, for a small business effectively that's growing, but I need to have some basics in place but not too much because otherwise it becomes overwhelming and that's all I end up doing. So creating like just that little platform for yourself that works for you is really important too, isn't
1: it? Yes. And that's, what's so beautiful. It gets to work for me. So I can say no to certain things that I couldn't say no to before. I just had to do what was placed before me and, and then dive in where I want to put forth the effort and so forth. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's a beautiful journey that I'm on right now, and it's exciting. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, can you take us back a little bit before you got to where you are now? Can you take us on some of your journey of life and why you're doing the work, in, you know, that's led you to doing the work that you're doing in the world now?
1: Absolutely. So I spent over two decades in the pharmaceutical industry, and I promoted products for Cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, uh, COPD, allergy, asthma, all of that. And in those 20 plus years, I uh, learned so much um, about the human body and how it works and, um, you know, how the medicines work, what causes the disease and so on and so forth. And as I approached the menopausal journey, I started having um, some issues And in that time, I was still working in pharma, and I was doing what everyone does. I went to multiple doctors in various specialties, and um, nobody could really help me. And they all kind of work in silos, um, and oftentimes the answer you get back is, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just a natural part of aging, and I refuse to accept that. (laughs) So that's kind of what set me off in the journey that I have been on probably over the last 10 years. And um, through part of that, I was still in the pharmaceutical industry. I've been out of it now for about two, two and a half years, something like that. But uh, I was just on a mission to figure out what was wrong and how to fix it. And it was so incredible, the results that I had, Over the, you know, throughout this journey of all the studying I did and research I did and so on and so forth, that I was able to reverse um, pretty much everything I had going on. Mm -hmm. And for me, and when I always like to preface, when anyone goes through the menopausal journey, it's different for each and every one of us. It's not a one size fits all, and this is gonna happen, then this is gonna happen, then that's gonna happen. So um, it's it's kind of like putting together a puzzle. And I had to do it piece by piece, which took me several, you know, a few years to do to really figure out the whole thing. And after I did, I was like, I need to help other women. I need to help my sister. I need to help my friends. And then it was, I want to help whoever I can. And that's what led me to start this business that I want to be able. So I put a system together so that I can help all women figure out their puzzle and -hmm. it's so much fun and I love to see the women you know light up like oh my gosh this does not have to be the end of our of living our best life this is really the beginning you know and we can overcome what we what we're faced with at that time um and and put ourselves on a good path to living a great life so yeah
0: it's kind
1: of a history and what brought me to where I am so (laughs)
0: And it's beautiful. And, uh, you know, what resonated with me was when you said it can be fun. So this whole journey of discovery that you've gone on and you've really unpacked what's going on for you and then being able to share that with the rest of the world is the fact that it can be fun. It doesn't have to be tiresome. It doesn't have to be overwhelming or any of that sort of stuff. It's just, you know, you said pieces, piece by piece, picking out one, one thing that I can do right now, what am I working towards? And then start unpacking that. And then the next thing will unfold. And you you continue on that journey.
1: I love that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because if you go into it, the mindset, I have to figure everything out right now. Well, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, nothing, you know, that's not how things work. So yeah, just piece by piece, little by little. And yeah, and it is fun. And I think, there are moments, if I can be real, when you do face that, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just learned to reframe. And instead of focusing on the parts that I may be struggling with, is focusing on what I, what I've accomplished and what I've learned and the positives that's coming out of it. And then I can kind of set myself back up to move forward on a positive note. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, what, like what you just said, then it's really important what you found on your journey is to just have those moments and allow those moments where you probably come unstuck and we all do it and then go, allow that space, feel all the emotions and then go, okay, let's look back on our journey. Let's look at what I have achieved. I do know enough and I will be able to figure this out going forward. So you sort of build in that self-efficacy and self-belief and re-establish that effectively and then go, okay, what's my next step? And then you move forward from that. So it's not like, you know, a bull at a gate and we're just going, we're going to have to run and run and run and push and push hard. No, it's okay to feel what you're feeling and you can feel frustrated and upset and bitter and all that sort of stuff. And then you go, okay, now I'm ready to move forward and now I've got the tools to do that
1: absolutely and 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 we all come up against those walls and i think it's important for us to recognize that that is normal mm-hmm. and it's okay and it you know and like you said catch your breath and kind of reframe and figure out okay what am where am i what step am i willing to take to keep moving yeah. instead of allowing yourself to stay stuck where you are and that's where you know there's there's so much hope and so much You know, like I said, life ahead. You know, it's like sometimes when you're younger, you feel like as you approach this menopausal journey oh that's for really old people that's like the end of your life well when you get there you're like i got a lot of years ahead of me (laughs) i mean my parents are still doing great and they're in their 80s and my grandparents lived to be in their 90s it's like i got a long way to go so i want to be able to use my um my my time my skills my you know knowledge in a in a productive and positive way and Mm -hmm. that's What's so exciting? Like I said, I took a complete. I veered off into a completely new journey in menopause. So yeah. I think that'll give some people hope. Like it's not the end. It's okay. You can live a great life. So yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. And menopause is that sort of next change, and um, we come into the matron effectively, which is I think that's what it's kind of called. But it's it's more than that. It's not like that vision that we have of what a matron is it's that it's more than that and it's like when I look at you I do not think you are the age that, that you've gone through menopause like I think I'm older than you um, <laughs> and that you've, well thank yeah, you <laughs> and that you're like you're glowing effectively right so it's like there's so much beauty on the other side when we move through menopause and you know allow ourselves the space to take the time that we need to become that next version of ourselves
1: and I think recognize that um, I could have accepted what I was told yeah. that this is just a normal part of aging. You know, it's, it's normal to have joint pain. It's normal for your hair to fall out. It's normal for you to gain weight. It's the, all of that's just part of aging. And my, my, I don't know if I want to use the word fear, but I don't want women to believe that my fear is that they would believe that I'm glad that I didn't accept that. Mm-hmm. And You know, as you navigate and get through what is going on, and put your body in the best place, aging is not what you thought it was. And it's here's here's a great story. So I went to a class reunion. This was probably about ten years ago, and I was absolutely shocked to see the difference in how various people aged, men and women. And I, I was like, you know, some women look like they were 70. Other women look like they were 30. So, it, it, you know, it's interesting how, you know, how we feed our bodies, you know, and, and give it what it needs. And like my big thing is inflammation. And that's, that's what I help women overcome because that's the root cause of a lot of what is going on and why people have problems. So if you can address that and you know all the triggers that go into it, and then reverse it, heal it, and stop it, you know it 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 does have a dramatic effect on
0: how you age. Hundred percent. Mm. Yeah. Well, we'll come to that, which is so important. And I'm passionate about that too. But I want to bring you back to your journey. And you mentioned some of the challenges that you're facing. So here you are in pharma, you're living your life, you're doing everything and you're learning about the human body. And then all of a sudden things start happening. What What was happening? Can you walk us through that?
1: Yes. So um, <laughs> I started going through this in the perimenopause phase, so I was on the early side. Anybody can go through it at any part of the journey, your body can start falling apart. I just did it really early probably because I went into it kind of a mess. Um, So what happened for me initially was I could not lose weight Mm -hmm. no matter what I tried. And that's when you start feeling like I've lost who I used to be because I look in the mirror and I don't see her anymore. And, and when you try all the things that you're taught to try that used to work in your twenties, like counting calories, you know, exercising harder and longer and, you know, these things, and then they don't work. And if they work, it's, you can't sustain it because you can't you can't starve yourself forever. I mean, that's not sustainable. So I, maybe I could lose five of the 20, 25 pounds I gained, but I gained that and five more back when I couldn't keep doing what I was doing. So um, I was actually in the process of getting certified for a type two diabetes drug. And I was studying and anytime you t- picked up a, a new drug, you had to go through a pretty rigorous training process because you had to understand the full disease, what's going on inside the body, what causes it and then how you treat it and all the different medicines that treat it, the side effects of, you know, all this sort of, so as I'm, re- studying and learning the process I had my first epiphany which was even though it did not show up in any of my lab work but I'm reading and I'm like okay I was insulin resistant and one of the symptoms of insulin resistance is you can't lose weight because what insulin does is it's your fat storing hormone So when you're insulin resistant, your your pancreas keeps pumping out more insulin and more insulin, but your cells aren't accepting it because they've lost the sensitivity for it. So your cells are sending a signal that it needs more insulin, but the insulin can't get in the cell. So you have these high levels of insulin and all it's doing is storing fat. And that's one of the reasons people with insulin resistance, why you can't lose weight like you used to before you were insulin resistant. So That was the first thing. So then I made the decision that I did not wanna go the route of um, medication. Um, Typically when a type two diabetic ends up, they're they're typically on five, seven, 10 different medications once they're on that full journey, okay? And medications are great. I am not anti, um, but you can take care of this early on without medication. So my next thing was, what do I need to do to stop and reverse this process that's going on in my body, which eventually would have led to type two diabetes? Um, So what you do based on everything I'm reading, I'm like, okay, if I don't eat starch and sugar, my body's not going to need the insulin. So that was my first step. I gave up starch and sugar and I did this for 10 months. And over the course of that 10 months, I lost 20, 25 pounds. And it was very steady and it wasn't hard because I wasn't counting calories and I just was eliminating the starch and the sugar. So I could have a steak, I could have vegetables and with butter on, you know, I could I could eat a lot of things. I just couldn't eat the packaged food and the, 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 you know, the sweet treats. So that's why it was so successful because I gave up all of that. So then I decided at... Uh, around Thanksgiving that year, I was going to go off of it and just enjoy the holidays. I did not realize all that I had going on in my body until I started eating all of that again, because I had healed from head to toe and all of a sudden I woke up and I would have, you know, tingling hands. I had joint pain throughout my entire body. I would get migraines that would last for three days. My gums were bleeding. My hair was falling out. So, and at that exact same time, I happened to have my annual physical and I was diagnosed with um, Hashimoto's thyroid, thyroiditis. So I went on a journey to research what's going on there. And you know, that is an autoimmune form of thyroid disease. And one of the things I learned in my research is that most autoimmune diseases have a gluten component, but especially Hashimoto's. So if anybody has that diagnosis out there, there's... Uh, Very, very high likelihood that you have a gluten sensitivity. So I decided then at the first of the year when I was going to go back, I was just going to give up the gluten and not worry about, you know, because when you give up starch and sugar, you give up gluten Mm -hmm. because gluten's in flour and pasta and, you know, those are all starches. So, or desserts, you know, that are made with flour and stuff. So I just gave up the gluten and every one of those symptoms I told you I had went away like within 30 days this time, because I had come into a pre healed. So it wasn't, you know, and I was like, Oh my gosh, but one symptom did not go away. And that was my weight. So I didn't lose the weight as much that time when I just gave up the gluten. So I, so I had to go back to low carb and no gluten. And that was, the majority of my puzzle. There's some other smaller pieces that I've been able to refine even more over the years as I've researched. Um, but for me, doing those two things changed my life. And, and like I said, then I went on to keep learning and keep getting better at, and what else can I, you know, and I learned a lot more after that that are are, are important to everyone, but that, that was kind of my journey. And like I said, I I could look at people and say, oh, they're insulin resistant and I, they're going through menopause. And, you know, this person, I could, I bet you they have a gluten problem. I mean, I could start seeing it when I would look at women and I was like, I wanted to run up and tell them. <laughs> And strangers don't appreciate that. So, you know, I didn't do that. But I thought maybe if I could develop this, um, you know, a way to help women um, so that they can overcome this sort of thing as well. So that's kind of the journey of my menopausal
0: puzzle, if you mm, will. Yeah. Mm. It was pretty intense. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, you, you did that first 10-month what I I call experiments, I call them, I don't know if you call them that or you call them something else, but um, so that first 10 months was giving up that starch and sugar and then you're like, well, I've achieved what I wanted to achieve, like in inverted commas, I've lost the weight, which is what I was trying to achieve. Did you know about those symptoms before you started that journey, the other symptoms like
1: that is a great question. And yes, I did. But the problem is, and this is what happens to all of us is they all come on so slowly. I just accepted them. And when I went through this healing journey, I didn't um, realize they were subsiding because they kind of subsided slowly over the Mm -hmm. course of several months. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like I went to bed one day and I felt horrible and woke up the next day and I felt great. Um, But when they came back, I was like, oh my gosh, that's right. I remember thinking a year or two ago, I'm going to be in a wheelchair by the time I'm 60, you know I mean? So yes, they were all there before, but yeah. I, again, I was on the mindset, well, I guess this is just what happens when, you know, you you're get at older. 40, yeah. that sort of thing. So yeah,
0: yes, yeah,
1: I had all the symptoms.
0: Yeah. So it's interesting. And like you said, they came on so slowly that you just thought that that was just life and I'd have to put yes. up with them. And then you go on this journey for 10 months, they slowly disappear and you don't even realise that they've slowly disappeared until you start diving back into those starch and sugars for that sort of month period effectively. And they all just like, I'm going to say magically, they just kind of pop back up and go, yeah, we're here ready to play again. And you're like, hang on a minute. Yep. What have I done?
1: Exactly. And it was that fast. I mean, it was it literally when I say that fast, it took a few weeks over the weeks and, and they didn't all come back at the same Speed, you know, some started first because your body goes through a process when you're inflamed and it'll, you know, it's interesting because now when I'm bad or I'll accidentally or unknowingly have gluten because it's everywhere, it happens. And if it happens too many days in a row, I'll, the first joint in my fingers will start to get sore. Yeah. And that now I'm so in tune with my body. I'm like, oh, I've got to be extra good. I need to eat at home. I need to have complete control for a little while until I get this inflammation under control. Because, you know, your body can handle a little bit of anything. But um, the gluten, I guess, for me, I'm just so sensitive to it that I have to be you know, careful with that one. But yeah, it... It, it was it was eye opening, and yeah. and and then to heal again. Now I saw and felt, and I can even remember when my hair started regrowing, seeing all the little baby hairs, you know, sprouting, you know, on my forehead and stuff. I'm like, yep,
0: <laughs> getting better. <laughs> yeah, and for all those people listening, like gluten is a uh, part of wheat, rye, and barley, so that's where you, we find gluten. However, the cross contamination is. Is, I'm going to say rough, but it's just, it's a natural process. So you can be growing oats next to barley and the oats are contaminated with gluten because they're next to each other. So finding gluten-free products or finding um, cafes or restaurants or whatever that are gluten-free, that it's, it's really challenging.
1: It, you know, it's getting better. I mean, it's it's become so common now. I know when I started, this was probably 10 or 12 years ago. Um, There was not near the options um, today. I will also share a caveat. Um, I made the decision because I was dealing with the insulin resistance to never go and buy the processed gluten-free foods so i don't eat any of that i just that's just not a part i it was hard at first because there is an adjustment involved when you're used to eating that all the time um but i just like i'm just not going to eat the packaged, processed, whether it's gluten, gluten gluten-free, it's still, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, but there are a lot of options for people, especially as they're transitioning and you can, you you can take it in phases and that's, you know, that's fine too. And that's the other thing. It's so important that we step outside of treating all of us the same and figuring out what each person a can handle because it's about creating a lifestyle that you can sustain. So, you know, when I work with women, I, I make sure, you know, it's like, let's not overshoot. Let's not over, um, commit to something you already know you're not going to do. We're just wasting time. Let's break it down and, and do it in manageable pieces. So that's why it's really nice. And again, not everybody has a gluten issue. Some people, it's dairy. Some people, you know, I mean, some people sail through menopause and never have a problem. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it is what it is. It's not necessarily fair, but you got to pick up where you are and, and then make the best, for you, And that's why it's to me, it's totally worth it. I mean, totally worth it. I mean, people say to me now, how can you not eat bread? And I'm like, I don't want it. I mean, I, I don't, I know how it makes me feel mm-hmm. and yeah, it smells good and I know it tastes good, but I really don't have to have it. So you do, especially when you can connect the symptoms, the pain or the gassy and bloated or the diarrhea or whatever with the food. And that's Mm -hmm. what I help people do too, is really drill down and figure out where um, their weak link or issue is so that they can then create, you know, a a way around it and still be happy, not feel deprived.
0: Yeah. And like you mentioned before, you know, you feel it in your finger if you've had any gluten and that's the first, you know, a piece of awareness to go, oh, if I continue down this path, it's going to get worse because I've seen it before in the past. Like it's it's just how my body reacts to it. So let's go and clean that up, clean up my eating, eat at home, you know, to come back to the steak and vegetables, whatever it looks like for you. But just let's look after my body so that I don't have that pain in my joints.
1: Exactly. And I've never had it go that far in well over a decade. So yeah. it's like because thankful I have little signs that I've been able to cue into And then I know, okay. um, and and a lot of times it's after I went on a vacation or and I expect that and my body's fine. It'll it'll get better in a week. And, you know, it doesn't take a long time to turn it around. But I won't let it get that far ever again because that was doing major damage to my body.
0: And I mean, throughout. So, yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah. And you said before that you felt like you were going to be 16 in a wheelchair. Like that's how crippling the side effects, Well, what was happening to you in your body was, you know, that was kind of going to be the flow on effect from that. But because you've reversed all of your symptoms and you manage them on a daily basis and you're more aware of it. And like you said, you live life as well. So you go on that holiday, you know, things are going to happen and then you come back and tidy up, but there's no wheelchair in this in our recording today. So.
1: No, and I don't, I honestly don't ever see that ever happening in my life. I don't see myself in my eighties or nineties. I mean, I don't think that'll ever happen. And that's how much power we have over our future. Mm. And that's, you know, empowering, you know, to know that you can make a difference in what you're going to be doing in your 60s, 70s and 80s. And the other thing is, it's interesting. I think another reason my mind was able to grasp that and see ahead is again because of what I was doing for a living. I was in these doctors' offices. I was at the cardiologist. I was at the endocrinologist and I saw the patients coming in and what they were struggling with and you know how old they appeared to be. Uh and it was it's just I didn't want that for my future. So that's another reason where I was like I know we have the power based on choices we make and especially As we go through menopause, this is setting you up for the kind of life you're going to have. So that's another reason I get so passionate about it because this will really empower you to have a a wonderful life going Mm -hmm. forward versus one that you're spending at all these different doctor's offices and in pain and feeling like you can't participate in something because you, you're too fatigued or you're too sore. Um, You know, that, all of those sorts of things. And I will say the worst symptom I had and why I thought back then I was going to end up in a wheelchair by the time I'm, you know, where I'm almost at right now is that um, I had the pins and needles in my hands and feet, which is a sign of type two diabetes, the neuropathy, and it was burning on fire. And when I would wake up in the morning and put my feet on the floor, I was like, oh my God, you know, it was just insane. And if you, you know, doing what I did completely reverse that. Now, had I waited 20 years with that, you know, nerves can't necessarily regenerate. So I could have caused permanent damage had I not. And, you know, so I'm really grateful I was able to figure it out, but that that was probably the most painful it would, it would wake me up in the middle of the night mm. the, the trying to open my hands and the, how hot they were it was crazy and mm. then
0: nothing I have nothing now which is mm. on. and yeah. you put that down I mean obviously all the work that you've done but it comes down to that baseline of reducing inflammation is that correct yeah, yeah. can you talk to us about why it's so important that we reduce that inflammation in our bodies Absolutely. Inflammation is
1: probably at the root of every chronic disease we see in the Western world. And I know the first time it kind of reared its head in my world was I was actually um, promoting a cholesterol reducing medication to cardiologists. And there was a study that came out that looked at CRP, yeah, the Jupiter trial. And um, it showed a, a reduction in events and those that had lower CRP, C reactive protein. So from there, all of a sudden there was a lot more research and data with vitamin D, you know, that affecting and and it, everything just seemed to go to inflammation. And for what happens is with what I address, and I say the root cause was inflammation, you have like six triggers of inflammation that are, that could be causing inflammation. And a lot of this happens when people start, when women start going through menopause and they are fatigue, joint pain, gas and bloating, um, a diagnosis of auto, of an autoimmune disease, brain fog and waking like I said that you can't lose the, the weight loss resistance so all of those are inflammation underneath and if you address what's triggering those symptoms because that's what we know we know how we feel that we you know I know I got diagnosed with autoimmune ha- Hashimotos I know I had brain fog. I know I was exhausted all the time. You know, these are all things that are not normal. I mean, we come to start thinking they're normal because you just feel that way every single day for so long. I guess this is just the way I'm supposed to feel, um, but that's not the case. So that if we can all bring our inflammation down, which is systemic and you know, in an acute case of inflammation, if you're being chased by a, by a lion, I'm not inflammation of stress. You're being chased, and you you know, you run. That's fine, but when something's chronic, it's that's not the way our bodies are built. So that mm-hmm. there's damaging, there's damage happening inside of us when we're constantly inflamed all over our body. Mm-hmm. So I, I then tie to those symptoms what some key triggers are, and some of the key triggers are food sensitivities that we talked about. It could be sugar is highly inflammatory alone, just eat a lot of sugar. And it's my, my mom, I remember at one point I finally got her on a, a, you know, better. And we went away for Christmas to my brothers up in Atlanta and she came home she was in so much pain. It was the sugar. I mean, it just, it made her arthritis go crazy. So, um, so sugar's one um, food sensitivities, environmental toxins. um, You always have to take a, a leaky gut and then your poor microbiome. So all of these are the, are the triggers that then set off your immune system and then your immune system creates inflammation to heal like it would if you fell and broke your ankle. It's, a, it's, a, it's an acute inflammation. So that's, our, that's what our immune system does. It creates inflammation with the intent to make things better. But when we keep putting the trigger or offense in us, then it's constant and that's not good. That's where, that's where, you know, the damage comes in and, yeah. and the severe symptoms. So. Yeah.
0: And the body doesn't have a chance to heal itself. So it's constantly fighting these, the inflammation that's coming in. And so it's, yeah, it's on the defence the whole time as opposed to on the attack and going, let's go, let's, let's build better health. Let's, you know, you no longer have the inflammation. You're going to feel a lot better in your body. Like it's a holistic picture of yourself when you're on the other side. Exactly,
1: and that yeah, you just quell the fire, yeah, and then everything starts working like it's supposed to again. Your hormones start balancing because that's another trigger when our hormones get thrown off balance, and uh, you know, and uh, like the the leaky gut that I mentioned, you know, that's where the tight junctions open up, and all of a sudden, food particles and other things are getting into your bloodstream mm. and they're firing up your immune system. Cause it's like, what is that? We need to go get it. It doesn't belong here. And then it can start mistaking your own body because it's, it's so hyped up from all this inflammation in us that it, it, it starts kind of misfiring if you will. Mm. So, um, but yeah, it's, that is, the, like I said, the root of pretty much every chronic disease, heart disease, diabetes. I mean, there's an inflammatory component. So I think in menopause, we could be at the beginning of that where we can catch it. yeah, And we can uh, address it and reverse it so yeah. that you don't go into all of those other chronic diagnoses that you don't want to get. Yeah. like type two diabetes or a, you know, MS or, you know, some autoimmune disease, all that kind of stuff. You hope to get it. And, you know, I will say, if you have an autoimmune disease, you are inflamed. So you can help your body kind of go into maybe a, a remission or at least lessen the, the symptoms and the the speed by which the disease is attacking, you know, your body itself. So, um, you know, that's important too, to give, I try to give women hope that there's, there's a chance you can really have a positive impact on how you feel if yeah. you address yeah. these inflammatory triggers. And that's exciting. I think to mm. be able to help somebody with with an autoimmune disease, which mm. I have, I have Hashimoto's. So I, I, I kind of experienced it, but that's not as rough as some of the other ones out there, like, you know, the lupus and MS and things like that. So we can hopefully maybe prevent somebody from ever getting one by bringing the inflammation down. And if they do to hopefully make them feel much better.
0: Yeah. And coming back to the menopause piece, do you believe like everybody's unique, and some people go through menopause no problem, right? But then there are so many women who are affected by the symptoms of menopause. Do you, have you seen, or is there a belief of yours perhaps that when we when you know we've lived through our twenties and thirties, and perhaps we haven't been as kind to ourselves as we can do can be right? And it's that whole change that starts to happen. And do you perhaps believe that the symptoms could be aggravated by the fact that we didn't sort of tidy up our life earlier than, and, and we're still playing out some of those behaviours and patterns um, into our menopause or perimenopause period. And, and now we're at this point where we kind of like our life and kids are no longer, so for a lot of people, kids are no longer sort of there, but now I'm having these health issues and now I have to change my life and stop eating the things that I really enjoy do you see that playing out? Sorry, really long question.
1: <laughs> well, no, no, I, I do. Um, I, you know, I think that the reason some people can skate through menopause with very little issue at all, and I've known people like that, and and I think one of the reasons that's the case is that they're not inflamed when they go into it, mm. meaning, so, so there's, there's things that set you up so... And it's not a person's fault because one person can live a perfect life and then still come up against all kinds of things. Some of it could be genetics. Um, you know, like one thing I always, I know another thing about myself and, you know, now with getting our DNA done and all that sort of thing, I've, I've delved in into a little bit of that. And there's um, a gene called MTHFR, which is responsible for methylating and detoxing. And I'm using myself as an example. I have, um, I'm, I'm what's considered um, oh, I just lost the word. Uh, I have one on each. There's like the 1298 and the 677. And I'm compound heterozygous. That was the word I was. Um, and what that means is I ha- I got one on the 677 that was bad and one good. And then I got one on the 1298 that was bad and one that was good. So I methylate at like 50% and detox. So I have a challenge there. Okay. So this is one reason why maybe I walked into this, um, you know, perimenopause and, and got hit with so much because my body's toxic bucket was full. So, um, and part of that could, you know, like, like knowing that, like, Folic acid is in everything's enriched with folic acid, you know, partly to prevent women from having babies with neural t- tube defects and um, which is B9 folate. And it's the synthetic form. Well, the problem is, especially when you have problems with your MTHFR, when you inherited, you know, the polymorphisms and you didn't get two good ones, Um that kind of sits on the receptor sites and it blocks the real folate from getting in there. And then that slows your ability to detox things. So that's probably another reason when I gave up all the starches, I gave up all these things that were enriched with folic acid. And now I know all my vitamins and stuff like that. So the point being is that could be things like that of why, she was out with me doing the things I was doing when I was 20 and look at her. She doesn't have any problem. What, what, what's going on? You know, that type of thing. So you, you don't know, but again, it doesn't, people don't need to know if they have that or not. There's a good chance they do if they're having problems, but it doesn't matter It's you can take care of it with um, mostly with diet. And like, I know when I look at supplements to make sure it doesn't have folic acid in it. And I, tell the women I work with that same thing. Let's get the real thing instead of the synthetic thing, you know. So that could be, I don't know if that answers your question, did it?
0: Oh, yeah. No. So if what it tells me is, again, what we've said before is around this, everybody is unique and everybody has their yeah. own journey. So allowing yourself to go on that journey, don't compare yourself to, yes, that 20-year-old friend who's not having any of the problems that I'm having. What's this about when we've done exactly the same things? um, when we hit our menopause years, but the reality is it's your unique journey and you're on it for a particular reason. And there can be a scientific reason for that. And if you want to go down that path, you can definitely dive yep. into it, but there can also be just this intuitively, intuitive knowing that something's not right here. And you said that right at the beginning is that the doctors are saying to me, no, no, no you're perfectly fine. And you're like, "Yeah, I'm not perfectly fine. Just because my blood work says that doesn't mean that I'm perfectly fine and maybe we're not testing for the right things and it was through that research that you did around diabetes because of the industry you're in that brought up oh I'm insulin resistant (laughs) like you go oh shit like I can see all the signs and that's your intuition coming into play so everybody sort of like going yes inflammation can be a trigger when we hit menopause and if we haven't tidied up before we can certainly tidy it up through it it's not a problem Um, but just being aware that you're an individual and what works for you doesn't necessarily work for someone else
1: and And don't ignore and don't ignore when you're not feeling good when you're not feeling right don't ignore the fatigue I mean of course it's occasionally to feel fatigued because you're run down from doing too much I mean that's one thing but to be extremely fatigued and you can't seem to overcome it even if you rest um you know brain fog is you know not something that we necessarily need to have to experience and you know and like I said all the other things I just encourage all women to get in tune with your body and and pay attention and and you don't have to excuse me feel like crap when you're 45 55 you don't have that that, That's not the way it has to be. I mean, you can feel good again and get better. And another thing you mentioned that I, that just brought something to my mind is I think too, uh, that there's something, and I don't know about in Australia, you can answer this for me, but I know in the States, in the United States, um, they've done so much to our food supply that, uh, and I'll, and I'll use gluten again as an example because I actually don't think I'm, um, I don't, I'm not so sure it's gluten. I think what it is, is back in the 90s, they started to desiccate our wheat fields with glyphosate. Hmm. So I think what happened is the glyphosate broke down my microbiome and then caused leaky gut and then set all this, this stuff off. And what made me think of that was my, I have a niece who at 27, was a mess, totally inflamed. She had a bad hip. She couldn't sleep at night. She couldn't get comfortable, all these different things. And she was going to see um, a nutritionist and she called me crying because she had to give up all these things and, you know, on, and I, and for 90 days. And I, I told her, I said, I'm going to talk you off the ledge. It's 90 days. It's three months of your life. I know it seems like a long time, but it's not. Here's the deal. And I told her, Follow their advice because she knows what's going on inside of you. And when you get to that 90-day mark, I guarantee you're going to look back and go, oh, my gosh, I feel so. And you're going to know all the things. So, so even younger people are starting to have problems that, um, maybe wouldn't have, um, had not some of these, uh, GMOs and all the antibiotics in our meats and on and on. So, so that's where the toxin part of the trigger comes in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that's just another thing that it doesn't even have to be genetics. It could just, you know, your, your, your body's a mess because of some of the things you've been eating and it can't it can't take care of it so
0: yeah we do have similar problems here in australia our food standards are actually higher than the u.s so we not have that surprise. advantage <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i'm not so i know that you wouldn't be um but there are still some challenges especially around gmos um they're still spraying on crops and that sort of stuff so you know, advocating to people. That there's, a, there's a reason that organic is a thing now. And as I talked to my mum, she goes, organic wasn't a thing when we grew up. And I went, yes, because she didn't have all the stuff that we've had, all the pesticides and herbicides and all the things. I said, but... It's now a thing because we have we need to, our bodies need us to go back and eat that way and come back to those organics or spray free or finding a way through to eat closer to the farm. Um, you know so that and looking at the food food chain as well. So animals that if you're going to eat meat or if you do eat meat, they eat things. What do they eat? And if they're eating sprayed stuff, then you're eating sprayed stuff because you're eating their their flesh effectively. And also exactly. looking at the soil, the quality of the soil. Our, our quality of soil has, you know, um, degraded over the years. So, you know, if you can have a home garden, like that's a really beautiful thing and what does that look like for you? And then you're picking fresh veggies and it's such a beautiful thing to do with kids and, and things as well. But just looking at the quality of what we take into our lives because we are literally made up of the food that we eat. So, you know allowing our body to have a good quality meal as often as you can is really going to transform your health and wellness.
1: Absolutely. And I, I, we didn't eat organic when I was a kid and it's exactly what you said. I think we were eating organic because they didn't use all that stuff. Now we have to eat the stuff we ate back then, but we have to buy it organic. So, and I tell everyone the quality of your food matters it matters. So I'm a big proponent of reading labels and, you know, just knowing what is going into my body, because Mm -hmm. I know, like you said, we are what we eat. That is nourishing us. That is giving our bodies everything it needs or not, or making it sick. Mm -hmm. So it's the quality of the food is so important. Yeah.
0: Can you, are you able to tell us how your niece went on her 90 day journey? Like she made it. She, <laughs> she got love her. I she's awesome. She
1: finished it. She did exactly what I said she would do. She was like, Oh my gosh, Aunt Sharon, I feel so much better. And now she mail, she emails me and texts me articles when she finds things, and we're always talking. And now she does a lot on Instagram to her friends. She's not a um into, you know, health coaching or anything like that, but she loves to spread the word and she's an excellent cook and she's so creative and she puts things on there. And then I, I remember one day she posted that she had a pain in her hip and she couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And she's highly sensitive to canola oil. And sure enough, she found some pesto she bought at the farmer's market that was made with canola oil. And and that's how in tune she now is with her body. And I look at her and I'm like, you will never, she will now sail through menopause when, when that time of her life comes, because she understands the importance of what she's putting in her body, what her body likes and what it doesn't like, and all the things that i trying to help women with it or going through menopause, she figured out, you know, she's 29 now. So she'll be 30 in, in November. So but yeah, so she's doing amazing because you feel better when you feel that bad and then you feel better. So that's what I want people to understand. Give it a chance. Even if at the beginning, it's a little hard there, you come to a point where you look back and you're just like, wow, am I glad I did that. It was it, best decision I ever made. Yeah. So that's the best advice I could yeah. give somebody. Trust me, give it a try. And when you look back, you're going to say that was so worth it. Yeah. So worth it.
0: And, yeah, you have hit on a point that I wanted to make around that, the fact that people think that it's going to be so hard and I can't change and, you know, it's going to look different and how do I go to parties and how do I socialise with people, all of that sort of stuff. And, yes, it can be challenging when you're in the midst of it. But it's so rewarding on the other side. And the other thing that people cha- are challenged by is often food and drink are their rewards, are there fun things. And so if you're taking away those things, they don't know what to do for fun. So can you tell us what you do for fun now Absolutely. on the other side? Yeah.
1: So, you know, it's interesting because one of the things I do is I teach women how to build a lifestyle they can live with because again we talked a little bit about that but if you are putting yourself in a position that you know you're not willing to do that forever then it's all going to fall apart i mean you have to it has to be something that you can stick with and just it becomes a part of your life so a couple tricks of things that i've done that allow me to go have fun because i do i am not perfect i can promise you that (laughs) So what I've learned to do is uh, I basically kind of put myself in a zone Sunday night for the week. And like at dinner time on Sunday night, I go into this strict mode of I eat very low carb. I don't look at my ketones. I don't do any of that, but I eat very, because I know what's low carb. You know what I mean? I'm not, at one point I did that because I wanted to learn, but I don't do that now. I just eat. I know what I can and can't. So, I'll do very low carb and no alcohol from Sunday night until Friday. And then on Fridays, I kind of release myself. So for instance, if I was craving a creme brulee on Tuesday, come Saturday, if I'm still thinking about it, I'll let myself have it. And um, that, because whenever you tell yourself you can't ever have something, you're setting yourself up to fail. But most of the time, by the time Saturday comes, I've forgotten about it. And I don't end up having it, you know, but in my mind, I just know, nope, it's Tuesday. I can't have it today. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing that I do like on the weekends is I will meet up with friends and do social things and go, you know, to a beach party or whatever. And I will consume, I'm, I'm, it's... (laughs) It's funny, I'm more, of, I'm more of a beer drinker, believe it or not, and I have a gluten problem. So I had to figure that out, you know, which Corona is actually made from corn. They do not have a gluten-free certified label, but it does not bother me. So it's like I found what I can do. So now it's very limited and I'm good most of the week. And then if I'm going to do something that's out of that range, I do it over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean I fall off the wagon and I'm, I'm eating packaged food and Doritos and, you know, that kind of thing. But I if I'm craving Doritos, I'll go get a small bag if I was craving them all week. You know, I mean, I'll let myself do that because our bodies can handle a little bit of this. It's just the daily deluge of all of the um sugar and all of the chemicals in the packaged foods and the bad oils and all of that kind of stuff. It can't ever overcome that. So I'm spending most of the week in my zone where my body thrives and it's happy. And then you know, I, I'm not saying all weekend I'm doing, but you know, things are going on. I live my life and I enjoy it. And that doesn't mean occasionally something that doesn't happen during the week and life happens, and, you know, that's okay too. But for the most part, that's the way I do it. And I thrive in my friendships and um, I'm single at the time. So girls night out, you know, things like that. I love music and, you know, living in Florida, right by the beach, there's usually lots of good outdoor, you know, bands. It's a little little too hot right now. I'll probably wait a couple months because it's the dead of summer here, not there, but here it is. So, um, so yeah, I, I, and then, you know, I just being with my people and, and the community and, and, uh, that sort of thing mm. is kind of what i when I veer off a little bit and have fun,
0: yeah, yeah, and I mm-hmm. love
1: to travel like weekend getaways. just that's probably the thing I do most to like um for my treat to myself, you know, it's like every so many weeks. I'm not doing a lot of flying right now cause it's not very fun to fly. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the the flights are getting canceled left and right, you know, so like a A month ago, like a month or two ago, I went to Orlando and then I went to Miami like three weeks ago and, you know, just little getaways just to break free because I work at home now and I was in sales my entire life out and about in the world. And now I'm at my kitchen table. So, you know, (laughs) so. Breaking down, you know, getting away from everything and just shutting it off is my treat to myself and just walking away from it every every so often. So Yeah,
0: yeah that's yeah. beautiful. And it sounds like it's really opened up your world. Like it was already open anyway because you travelled all the time, but now it's travelling because I choose to travel, not because I have to go for work.
1: Exactly. It's not, yeah, I, yeah no work meetings. It's all yeah. for me, just for fun, what I want to do, when I want to do it. So yeah. I love it.
0: yeah Yeah. and your body's capable of it right there's no pain or you know challenges that you're facing you can just go and go we're going to go and do this okay let's go and walk for
1: hours whether it's you know on a beach or in in some sort of an event or Mm -hmm. whatever I mean there's there's no problem yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I I plan on keeping it that way
0: (laughs) (laughs) well this has been a really epic conversation so before I get to the wrap-up questions is there anything else that you would like to share
1: well, I think um, just to, I, I'll repeat, just to encourage women to not settle for feeling not their best. That, you know, to, to be in tune with your body and know that if you're not feeling right, there are things you can do to help yourself feel better. It is not the way it has to be. And and just for them to know that and encourage them to pursue Um, healing is probably the biggest thing Mm
0: -hmm. yeah thank you so I'm a massive believer in self-love it's been a cornerstone to my healing and my journey what's one thing that you do for self-love
1: well I I, I actually that was kind of what I was thinking when I was talking about taking these trips these getaways Um, that is what renews me Mm -hmm. Um, to be able to uh, and again, it's not work related. It's not anything. I have um, I have a close friend. We tend to like to do the exact same things. A best friend, and we'll we'll take these little these little jaunts, and uh, whether it's to go to a museum because they have the Van Gogh show going on, or if it's to go to a concert. That's why I went to Orlando. I went up to Orlando to go to a concert for the weekend and met another friend of mine. And you know, so that. That is myself because it's it's completely breaking from because if I'm home, I'm where I work. That's why I think that's my treat to myself now is I I I got to get away and that's funny. I just said to my friend the other day, we need to plan a trip, a little trip. We could just go to St. Pete and stay on the beach up there. It's an hour away, you know. That's yeah. fine, but I need to get out of my house and 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 then do something I don't normally do, whether it's go to a spa or, you know, something like that while we're, while we're away. Yeah. So that is, and it's funny because that wasn't always the thing that I would have done for self-love. It would have been a massage or you know, now it's, I got to get out of my house. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> now I need right. that freedom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, a question just came to mind that I normally ask through the, the body of the interview. So I'll come back to it now is who have you become because you've gone on this journey?
1: I have become a completely different woman um, because I think another thing that happens to us in menopause is you you kind of start to reassess everything about you, and it's not all physical, um, but but setting better boundaries being wiser about the things you choose to do, the things you choose to spend your money on, the things you, you know, and, and part of that might be too, starting this business. So it's like, I look back just a couple years ago when I was living, I was just kind of flying by the seat of my pants in a lot of ways, because life was just like what life had been for so long. So I would say that I have become a woman that understands and appreciates the importance of being the best woman we can be. And that's what I named my business. I call it my best me because my goal when I set out on this journey was just to become the best me that I could be. And that's not anybody else's, that's just me. And, you know, and that's what I've become somebody that wants to share that out with other women to help them become their best. Mm-hmm. So before I was just in a, in a silo of this is my job, this is what I do. And, you know, and then this is what I'm not doing when I'm not working. And now it's a little bit more meaningful, maybe is the word, has more meaning. It has more depth to it,
0: I would say. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've, as I said before, you've given us so much information in this podcast. It's been phenomenal. So if myself and the listeners were to take one thing away and implement it into our own life in service of you, what would that be?
1: I would say this might shock some people, but if people could just start eating real food, Mm -hmm. that would be the best. I mean, then, I mean, it, it could stop a lot of people from ever having to go down the path that I went through yeah. and um, so yeah they could just know the importance of the food that they're eating yeah. and how they are feeling and aging
0: mm. so. and what would it mean if they were able to stop that process now of going down that path that you went through what would it mean to you
1: Well, I guess because you don't ever wish somebody to go through the tough things you've had to go through. You don't wish that on anyone. Um, I'm grateful that I went through it because I learned so much and now I can be of service to other women. So I feel like there was a, a, a a purpose to it. So I'm happy to have been the one to do that. But, um, I, I wouldn't wish somebody being, you know, 40, Three, forty-four 44 years old, feeling like they're going to end up in a wheelchair in 15 years and feeling like their life is over. It's, you know, there's, a, there's the mental aspect of it as well as the physical aspect of it. And it's a big mountain to climb. And I wouldn't wish that on anybody because, you know, some people wouldn't even know how to start climbing it. And I was, blessed in that I had tools because of the work I did that I could climb that mountain you know what I mean to figure to find the knowledge so I just would wish that they wouldn't have to go through it yeah. and they could just sail on through and
0: live their best life that. yeah yeah exactly. become their best me yeah mm-hmm. beautiful well where can everybody find you where's the best place to find you and what is the work that you're doing in the world So um, the main thing that I'm doing
1: is, so there's a couple places they can find me and then I'll explain a little bit about what it is that I do. So they can email me. My email address is just Sharon, S-H-A-R-O-N at mybestmecoaching.com. So there's that, Um, Sharon at mybestmecoaching.com. And then I do have a private community Facebook group called midlife and glamorous so I do the ampersand but I think you can just type out a and d too so midlife and glamorous because we can be glamorous in midlife Mm -hmm. Um, and there's where I post daily it's going to get even more stuff that's you know easy free tips things that people can follow ask questions um, and and I'm going to be providing more more things on there that I'm working on and then the final thing is I have created a program called the Midlife Weight Loss Formula. And this is my journey where I help women as they go through menopause piece together their puzzle in a step-by-step process that helps them figure out exactly what is triggering their, their, their inflammation that's preventing them from losing weight so i help women in menopause break free of weight loss resistance through this program the women that I've had gone through it have said it's it's really not all that hard. They're shocked. Um, they've created new lifestyles for themselves. So this is where I do it in a way that you get all the material, you know, implementing step-by-step exactly what you need to do and in a certain order to piece your puzzle together so that you can, and this is my catchphrase to my private um, community Facebook group that anyone can join, and it's lose weight, Gain energy and slow aging. Mm-hmm. And that's what I help women do. So they can reach me at, like I said, at my email, Sharon at com, or join my Facebook group, Midlife and Glamorous. And then I do have a, a business Facebook page, Sharon Myers, LLC. Okay. Those are the
0: three. Beautiful. We'll link to to those in the show notes. And it's incredible work that you're doing in the world. So thank you for doing the work that you're doing. And thank you for everything you've shared today. It's Like I said, it's been a phenomenal um, chat that we've had or conversation that we've had. And there's so much gold within this podcast that people could take out and implement straight away like and then go and join you in the Facebook group so to get more inspiration and to keep growing and changing and then potentially go and work with you as well to into your program to just you know live your best life because it is possible right
1: absolutely thank you Susan I so enjoyed talking to you and I hope your listeners got something out of it that they do take and change and and start living their best life I love it
0: beautiful thank you Sharon Thank you for joining me today and I have a couple of small favours to ask. If you love this episode, please share it with someone you love and you know the episode will resonate with. Also, to help spread the word about my podcast, please head over to iTunes and leave me a review. I would love hearing your thoughts about my podcast and what's resonating with you. Plus, it helps us share my podcast with the rest of the world, which is amazing. Finally, thank you so much for being here. I'm super grateful for you and I'm truly honoured you've spent your time with me. Let's keep rising, let's keep growing because it's totally possible to live a life you love every day right where you are. See you in the next episode.